0: I'm joined by Sam Hollis, our movie reviewer and RNZ producer now. Hi, Sam. Kia ora, Jesse. Do you want to start with that one? Because I'm kind of interested in it as well. Yeah, what, I thought you might go that way. Yeah, a
1: known Talking Heads fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you've mentioned it a couple of times. Obviously, this is the iconic concert film by Talking Heads and director Jonathan Demme, uh, who Jonathan Demme people might know outside of this as well. He's the director behind Silence of the Lambs, mm. uh, Philadelphia, yeah. uh, many other great films. Um, but this was obviously originally released in 1984, but it was recently acquired by everyone's favourite indie production house a24 they've given it a ground up 4k restoration and it's coming back to cinemas next thursday so it's going to be on the biggest screens possible it's going to be looking and sounding better than ever so i think this is a great opportunity for talking heads fans um so i had seen this film before but it had been a while so i did really really want to revisit it um and it was so cool going back to it i mean this thing has aged like fine wine Mm -hmm. um i assume you've seen it before being a fan yeah, bits and pieces. Bits oh, and pe- I don't know, the, if, I've, the I don't know film. if I've ever sat down and watched it start to finish. Oh, here no. we go. Well, here's your opportunity. Uh, yeah. Take take the kids. Um, I mean, some some have called it the greatest concert film ever made, and that's a really bold claim, but it did hit me re-watching it. It's hard to imagine anyone doing it better than this. I mean, first of all, it's it's clear from the direction that this was always intended to be a cinematic experience. Um, and by that I mean that Jonathan Demi is uh, trying to immerse you in the world of talking heads with mm. this film and make a concert film that can be just as immersive as any thriller or drama you're going <laughs> to catch. Um, and that starts right from the beginning with the iconic opening of Psycho Killer, where David Byrne walks out with his boombox and um, you know says, I've got a tape I want to play for you guys. Uh, <laughs> and then we just hear the sound build up over the next few songs as each band member comes on stage one by one. And it's directed in such a way that it focuses your eyes and ears on the sounds of the various instruments yeah um so for example i love the sound design during thank you for sending me an angel uh there's this amazing shot where the the camera slowly pans around the drum kit and as it's doing that the drums are isolated in the Uh, sound and they pan around the cinema with you and it's just full of little tricks like that that you know all add up to this really really immersive feel that this film has so unlike some concert films where it really feels, at least to me when I watch them, that I'm getting kind of a second-hand experience. It feels like, you know, this this was a show put on for a live audience who were there on the night, and I'm catching the the second look at that. Whereas this film feels like it's for a cinema audience, and I think it just makes it feel like it's a little bit more
0: special um, in, in that regard. Um, the and, great thing for me is that you, you are not of the generation that caught it first mm-hmm. time around, um, and wouldn't I want to speak for you, but I'm guessing it's not your first preference in music genre either. I, I had kind of worried that perhaps the film was just, um, you know, mainly of nostalgia value now and mainly of value to people who love that music anyway and, and for whom that was a big soundtrack of their lives in the 70s and 80s. But what you're saying is it
1: holds up yeah well i think that's why i'm i'm focusing so much on the filmmaking aspects because i think um to a certain degree with films like this you know if you're a talking heads fan you're a talking heads fan and you probably have been for for years so the music is not you don't need you. any convincing yeah. yeah i'm not i'm not here to convince anyone to become a talking heads fan but i think that with this film it, it allows you to get a foot in even if you aren't because of the way it's made because of the technical side and the the production and the the artistic thought that that went into mm. it um, is just so much above most concert films that you'll see. Um, and, and it's often done in a simple way. I mean, the the song of um, the performance of This Must Be The Place comes to mind where it's just the band and the only prop on stage is a lamp. Um, and, the, you know, it's, far, it's a far cry from pyrotechnics and hundreds of dancers and <laughs> yeah. multimedia screens everywhere. But, you know, when David Byrne grabs that lamp and starts dancing with it, you just, you feel things. It does, it has an effect. And yeah. I think it's that... There are two types of,
0: of people, uh, the people who want to go to the Stop Making Sense film and the people who want to go to the Taylor Eras tour film, quite different experiences. Or maybe most people would enjoy both. Well, but, I, know, mean, I, contrast, I haven't though. seen the Taylor Swift film uh, Yeah, but film they're both yet. in cinemas right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, I would think they would be two different audiences, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Pro- prove me wrong. Well,
0: yeah, Graham Tuckett uh, is bang smack and Talking Heads demo, but uh, he loved that Taylor Swift movie uh, last week. Oh, good one. Um. Can you notice the the high definition, the the four K definition when you're watching it? Um, oh, it looks it looks fantastic. And yeah. I mean,
1: the, the film was already uh, pretty well reserved. It was actually inducted into the uh, the Library of Congress um, a, a couple of years ago for its cultural importance. So mm. it's always been well preserved. So I'd be interested to know exactly how much cleanup they had to do. Yeah. Um, but it looks, you know, crystal clear beautifully shot on um, on film stock so it's got that beautiful grain to it and the colors just pop more than ever even the grays uh, which anyone who's seen it knows there's a lot of gray uh, in this <laughs> in this film um, so no sound uh, video
0: visuals it's the best you're ever going to see it Thank you, we better play the audience some talking heads in a moment after that, um, but first a new film from David Fincher Yes, very
1: exciting for any film fan, the fact that I got to see a new Scorsese film and a new David Fincher film in one week, just, I don't know, just put a smile on my on my face this yeah. week um, You love so, the Scorsese film by the way, you're not officially reviewing that today, but you No, are. no, uh, Kate Rogers nicked that off me I'm afraid yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yes, uh, 30 second review for Killers of the Flower Moon, incredible everyone see it, don't let the, the runtime put you off but anyway we're here to talk about The Killer so like you said this is the latest from David Fincher he is the auteur director behind classics like Zodiac and Seven and Fight Club and Social Network the list goes on and on and on this is a Netflix film but it is getting a limited theatrical release at the moment so it's out now and then it will be on Netflix on the 10th of November so um, this is an adaptation of a French graphic novel of the same name The Killer and it stars Michael Fassbender as the titular the titular killer um he is an anonymous hitman who is essentially the most meticulous assassin you're ever going to see uh to the point where he almost seems completely inhuman um In the opening scene we see him waiting patiently to take out his target and then he makes a mistake and that does not usually happen to this man. So Mm -hmm. suddenly uh, things become a lot more personal and a lot more destructive and a a murderous bloody chain of events is, is triggered from there.
0: Um, hard to maintain the level of filmmaking that David Fincher started off with right he was so famous for those first few films I don't suppose you can do it for 20 or 30 years but this feels like a David Fincher film and, and feels like one of his greats uh, it, well it's got a slightly different feel to it um, I
1: mean his last film uh, was Mank uh, three years ago which was a, a telling of the story behind the creation of Citizen Kane which I really enjoyed that movie but it struck me at the time that this feels like it's very much for cinephiles, it's for people who are into film in a big way whereas The Killer does feel like a return to that classic type of uh, almost um, Hitchcockian Brian De Palma style thriller that um, a lot of David Fincher's films do feel like. But it, it does. Uh, it is quite different for, for him I think in its simplicity um, I mean it's, it's just based around this one character it's a pretty simple revenge story and the whole time it's basically um... It- asking you can we take this guy who is seemingly the most inhuman uh, character you're ever going to meet and can we make him learn empathy. That's kind of the the tale of the story mm. and it doesn't have the layers and the depth that some of his other films do but this just feels different. This put me in mind more I think of uh, sort of the, the foreign noir films of the 60s uh, people might have seen the French film Le Samurai or uh, Tokyo Drifter out of Japan. It's kind of that slow meditative kind of thriller that's just this constant building of tension so it doesn't quite have the um the emotional weight i would say of david finch some of david finch's best films um, but i think it's definitely worth seeing and i think that you're probably only going to judge this harshly if you go into it thinking how does this compare to the rest of david finch's films if you view this film on its own terms it's absolutely fantastic it's a an intimate character study it's an exercise and mood and building tension Um, and I think on those on that scale it it absolutely holds up and goes without saying that David Finch's craft is meticulous uh, much like the killer himself Um, the cinematography and the editing are just flawless, the sound design really really interesting and really adds to that tension Um, so there's a lot to love here, I don't think it's going to go one as David Finch's best ever films but I think it's absolutely worth seeing and um you know anyone anyone who's anyone in the film world knows that a david fincher film is an exciting release so you're probably going to see it anyway um but i would you know temper your expectations ever so slightly it's a it's a slightly different approach for him
0: thank you and you've chosen a talking heads song for us yeah um what did i go with there? slippery people right yeah you did thanks sam really appreciate it it. Uh, it's the killer david fincher's new film and stop making sense reviewed by sam hollis